0: to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and drunkenly talks about the first attempts at Marvel movies for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And for this episode, we are covering Captain America 1979 and Fantastic Four 1994. This is our 100th episode celebration, Woo! <laughs> um, where Al and I decided to recordingly recordingly. Drunkenly record as you already see <laughs> our reviews and uh recaps of the original 1994 Fantastic 4 and the 1979 Captain America. Uh we are doing this drunk history style, which means I don't know, we're not having actors do it, so I don't really know how this is drunk history style other than this drunk.
1: Well, we, I have... we blew our our budget on the alcohol itself. We had a <laughs> yes. very small
0: budget. <laughs> 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 yes, um, I have not seen the '94 Cap, uh, Fantastic Four, um, so Al has watched it and I will describe it to myself and you guys, and mm-hmm. Al has not seen the 1979 Captain America, so I will do the same thing for him. Um, so Al, to start off, what have you drink drank so far?
1: Um, okay, so I. Don't know how to make a lot of drinks. Also, mm-hmm. my pellet for alcohol is um, pretty limited because I I like sugar and I don't really care for alcohol. So I've gone with one of the two drinks I know how to make. I have a Long Island iced tea,
0: okay,
1: and I am on, um, I guess, my second one because the first one is really like this twenty ounce in a in a souvenir cup. So I've 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 just drank a handful of Long Island iced teas. So I guess you can say I've drank everything. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Tony, how about you? Well, um, I'm a much bigger guy than you, as you know, but none of our listeners know. Uh, uh-huh. So it probably takes me more to get drunk. Um, I decided I have uh this honey bourbon, which is, although not the best thing, but it's palatable. So I filled a pint glass three quarters of that and chugged it. <laughs> and then I um have a because I don't I don't get drink I don't drink to get drunk I usually drink to hang out with people so this is very unusual for me. <laughs> That's then the opposite I, of you and I. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then I have a uh ten percent uh, bourbon barrel aged uh it's called Dragon Milk Dragon's Milk beer, which I originally bought because it had a dragon on it, and it's actually pretty good.
1: Okay.
0: And then yeah, right before. Is- Oh, oh, sorry. Right I was gonna say. Recorded. I was
1: gonna interject oh, real go quickly. This is why I wish I liked beer because yeah. there are so many kick-ass names like Dragon Milk that mm-hmm. I would love to just try, but I, I
0: just know immediately I'd hate it. Anyway, Ooh. go on. I'm sorry. To, I mean, th- that's my thing with beer is like, I think everyone can find a beer they like, but people who don't like their first like two or three types just give up completely because there are so many different types of beer. It's like mm-hmm. saying you don't like pizza but they're like 100 like dozens of different types of pizza so you just find one you like but anyway and That's then fair. Uh, okay. la- lastly before we recorded i decided to take another like two shots of um of the bourbon but i spilled the second one all over me so probably one and a half more shots <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um
1: all right. This is a good day for us both. All righty.
0: <laughs> yep. It is 11 a.m. Ali's in California on a Saturday. <laughs> and we Sunday, are... Tony. It's Sunday. Videos of cats. And I will have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I or was wondering I'm... if we were going to be cursing or not. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Listeners will know. Um, it is a Sunday. But I have tomorrow <laughs> off, so it's Okay. Uh, uh, I don't. Oh, I didn't yeah.
1: tell you. I have to be up at five thirty in the morning for work tomorrow.
0: Well, good thing we're recording relatively early. Was it two o'clock yeah. where you are? Two fifteen. Yeah, it
1: is two. Yeah, good times.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to go over the rules. Okay. Um, so to stop us from drunkenly rambling, we are going to put a thirty-minute timer on each of our recaps. Um. The other, um, because we're drunk and we might not understand things or we might just skip over things if we're covering it, we, we are going to ask each other questions to clarify or whatever else pops in our minds. Um, and lastly, we are going to, um, Al has a random number generator between one and two, and we're going to see who goes first. Yep. So really quickly,
1: before we do any kind of random number generation, I want to say dibs on two. And the second thing that I want to say is if anyone else listening just has a question on what we were talking about as far as watching these movies and you don't want to watch it, feel free to ask us on Twitter. So we are (laughs) at MCU underscore rewind, and we will definitely answer your questions as soon as we see that. Yes. Whenever that happens. All right, Tony, do you want to call dibs on a number? You just called dibs on 2. So yes. so I don't feel like <laughs> so that changes I don't call dibs on 1. <laughs> All right. And generating the next number, so the next number that is generated will be the person that talks first or next, I guess, which will be number 2. Damn it, that is myself. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so I am going to be talking about the 1994 Fantastic Four movie. Um, before we
0: start, Tony, any last bits of rules or etc. or anything else? Nope, because we won't remember them. So I'm going to start your timer in three, two, one, go!
1: Okay, so first off, this
0: movie is titled
1: The Fantastic Four. Um, I'm going to re- read a summary, but before that, this movie um, technically has a release date uh, on the internet. I don't know why... It has that n- date, or where that date even came from, because this is actually an unreleased movie. They made this to be a straight-to-TV movie, but they decided to not even release it, even after making it all the way. Uh, the unreleased date, I guess, is uh, May 31st, 1994, the very last possible date it made that you could put a movie. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> here is the uh, IMDb summary that I just, uh, that I just took, which... Apparently, there is still an IMDb uh, summary for a unreleased movie. <clears throat> In this Marvel comic adaptation, four astronauts get bombarded with cosmic rays. When an accident occurs, the four of them acquire special powers and decide to form a superhero group called the Fantastic Four. They then fight their archenemy, Doctor Doom. Now, I feel like I've just described every um, <laughs> yeah, Fantastic like, Four
0: movie that exists. This is definitely the 2005 2005- And 2000-whatever teen movie. I don't know when that movie came out. Mm -hmm. Same here. Yep. (laughs) But I agree.
1: (laughs) And and Tony, I just have to say, after watching this movie, I still don't know what is the worst Fantastic Four movie that exists. Um, Now, I have yet to see The Incredibles number two, so I don't know which one is the best. But excluding that movie, Incredibles number one is still the best Fantastic Four movie.
0: Yeah, I would so, I would put Incredibles one over Incredibles two, but it's close. Incredibles two is really good. Okay,
1: all right. I I just need to find time to watch it with my wife. If I could watch it alone, I might watch it this afternoon. But no, no, no. I gotta gotta be honest about that. I gotta gotta wait. All right.
0: I had I had to watch it alone because my wife has epilepsy, and there's a lot of flashing lights in one part of the movie. Oh, so, okay. All right. That's yeah. fair. That's understandable. Okay. All right.
1: So the movie begins. In essentially a college class. And this is kind of one of those like scenes where they just need to explain a bunch of stuff. And mm-hmm. you see a professor talking about some stuff, some physics things. And I guess they have a bunch of math written on the board. It's the mid-90s, right? 94. So they, yeah. they got to like just add all this extra stuff just to prove it's, it's science-y related. Which I guess to be fair, it would be true in any other decade. But I just like saying the 90s because it reminds me of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so... The professor is talking about Colossus uh, hurtling oh, by. And uh, no, uh, d- you know, I really should have done a lot more research on what exactly Colossus was. And I know a little bit about Colossus, but I know there's like some overlap between X Men and Fantastic Four because, you know, it's all Marvel and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. basically, they're just saying that some weird space type of thing is going by and they're calling it Colossus. You know, like, like if you get to to choose a, a name for a sciency thing in space you get to name it and someone decided to name it colossus like i don't know if this is still an option but when i was a kid i saw commercials all the time for buying a celestial body and giving it a name i don't know if that's still an option but i still want to do you, actually it, tony do you know
0: if that's an option no but i feel like i heard one time that is a scam because no way there's no like database about who owns stars oh. so i think that was just people Selling selling stuff that they couldn't sell. Oh, way to break my dreams. Oh, God. All <laughs> Never right. mind it's true. It's all real. <laughs> okay, sweet, sweet. Okay. All right, anyway. okay.
1: <laughs> um, so in this college classroom, remember, it's college. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring this up again later. So in this class, we see Reed and Ben Grimm, right? They're, they're two, they're buddies. They're sitting next to each other in class, etc., cetera, et cetera.
0: Uh, And And then does is Ben just like a big bald guy or is he more of like an angry teenager? Which which Fantastic Four is this? (laughs) Oh, he is not bald. Okay, and he is a big guy. Okay, so it's like both. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. The best of both. Exactly,
1: exactly. Hair and and size. And this this reason alone is why I'm not sure what is the best or sorry, what is the best slash worst Fantastic Four movie. Mhm. Okay. So um so we see so again Colossus is about to hurtle by uh, soon not not yet but soon. And then uh Reed we see Reed Richards talking to his friend Victor uh about uh, you know that thing hurtling by and they're Victor they're talking Fitz about Simmons. this outside. Yeah 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 Victor Victor something I don't think we get a name yet. Yep. Okay. okay. But uh so so Victor and they're they're talking about this and then then they, they are talking about some sort of experiment that they want to do involving Colossus. But then they, they leave, and they go by. Now, when they were talking about this, they were outside. And in the background, you see some people playing chess. And when Reed and Victor leave, these people that are playing chess, I guess, change to play checkers? Because they start moving their pieces, and they're jumping over other pieces? and then go backwards and forwards, and I don't know what's going on.
0: I'm sorry, I don't think they know how to play chess. I thought you meant, Al, that they changed their clothes. No, they're (laughs) they're changing, they're moving their chess pieces as if it were checkers pieces. Yes.
1: Yeah, that is exactly what happens. (laughs) Yes. And I now, at this point in time, I have no idea what movie I'm watching. Like, this is crazy. What what could happen next?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, yep. I don't so, know.
0: In, that's why I'm listening to you.
1: <laughs> so in the next scene, we go to Mrs. Storm's boarding house.
0: <clears throat> is your so, name Mrs. Storm in the movie? Or are you calling her Mrs. Storm? <laughs> no, we'll
1: we'll get to this. But we the first thing we see in this scene is a, a sign outside of a, a
0: oh. house that's called Mrs. Storm's boarding house. My bad. I was thinking oh, X-Men. Yeah. I forget gotcha. their last name is Johnny and Sue Storm. <laughs> my bad (laughs) not yours that's
1: that is a fair assumption i didn't even think about that but yeah no you're you're right that's that's possible it is not that it has nothing to do with uh with storm the x-men character no Mm -hmm. um essentially this is mrs storm is actually the mother of sue and johnny storm and we learn in this scene that basically sue storm who is I I uh, now I'm bad at guessing the ages, but let's say something like a fifteen sixteen year old girl and Johnny Storm who's like nine ten. Please um, tell me there's a time jump later. Yes, there is.
0: I'll tell okay, you. I'll, I'll tell
1: you that ahead of time. Okay. All right. Thank you. But <laughs> but yes, they're children. Okay. And and uh, Reed and um, Ben are both in college now. I don't know what college range they are are they undergraduate are they like going for a bachelor's or phd i don't know either way basically i'm assuming that sue storm is 15 is 14 15 and johnny is about seven and at this point in time somewhere in this scene sue who sees reed because they're like they've known each other for some amount of time sue decides to call uh reed richards uh dreamy
0: so she's already into this dude at that age so is this like the 70s? Like, is this in the 90s? Or is this before the 90s?
1: Oh, God, I have no idea. Okay. It's, uh, all I've seen so far is there's a college, and then there's a house in the middle of nowhere. Okay. I have no idea where this is taking place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right.
1: So, okay. So so we see that, and that, from what I could tell, this is really just to to show that Sue and Johnny exist and that's about it and then we move on to the next scene and we see Reed Richards and Victor in some sort of science lab because this is the night that Colossus is flying by the earth and I, I you know they never really explain it but I, in my mind I'm assuming Colossus is some sort of meteor or comet and I don't remember the mm-hmm. difference between a meteor and a comet but one of the two. Ones may have ice, comets
0: may have ice, meteors may have rock Okay, one of the two, a meteor <laughs> or a comet. <laughs> and, I learned that from Magic School Bus.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a—that's well, good to know. All right, we, we learned something from Mrs. Frizzle. Yep. Wait, was it Miss or Mrs.? Miss. Miss Frizzle. She, okay. she was All single right. and
0: free. You could tell okay. by her personality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Miss Frizzle uh, taught us that Colossus is a comet. And so um, during this time... Uh, Reed Richards and Victor are doing some sort of sciency thing in some sort of sciency lab, and we know this because the lab that they're in is dark, and when Colossus appears, the lights start flashing. So when this happens, unfortunately, everything goes horribly, horribly wrong. Oh God! And <laughs> during this time, uh, at some point, you know, because everything's going horribly wrong. Um, Things get worse and worse, and you can tell that by the speed at which the actors are talking. Now, when this (laughs) happens, uh, Ben Grimm, who's, I don't know, a mile away at Mrs. Storm's boarding house, decides, oh no, something could be happening with my best friend's experiment. I should run over there. So he runs over. You have 20 minutes left. (laughs) Oh god, I don't have time for this movie. So Ben Grimm (laughs) runs over... (laughs) And saves Victor's life. He actually jumps in, in um, jumps at him and tackles him um, after he's been zapped by some sort of experiment lightning thing for like ten minutes. Uh, it, it seems to have been a while <laughs> uh, on screen. It's been like five seconds, but it's been going on for a while. So yeah. he, he jumps at him. Now, because of this, in the very next scene, we're actually at a at a at a hospital um, because you know Victor has been. Uh, attacked by experiment lightning and things are not going well for him so at the doctor's office we see two doctors who look very familiar these are the doctors who earlier were playing chess wrong they were playing it like (laughs) checkers these are the doctors i wouldn't trust
0: them because they do not play chess you might be confused about what the doctor.
1: Exactly. Now, you wouldn't trust them. However, Reed Richards in this movie decides to trust them because he didn't notice that they don't know how to play chess. Instead, he trusts them when they say that we need to get Victor to the morgue because unfortunately he died. Now,
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Now, spoiler alert, they don't take him to the morgue. They actually take him to some sort of other room, which is dark, and and say that they need <laughs> the... to save his life. The necromancy room. Yeah, that's basically it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, and that's it for that spot. So, 10 years later. What? Yeah, yeah. No, this is it. So, basically, as far as we know, uh, Victor died, and 10 years later, something happens, and we'll talk about the rest of that, and I only have 20 minutes, and oh, God. So, 18. (laughs) And in these eighteen minutes, let's talk about Reed Richards talking to uh, Ben Grimm, and he. So Reed has this sort of um, uh, a, a grant, a research grant, to uh, to study Colossus because after these ten years, Colossus is coming back doing a some sort of sciency thing. Um, Comet—that's the phrase that we used earlier. Uh, <laughs> Colossus is back as a comet. So at this point, ben, uh, Reed Richards convinces ben Grimm to be his pilot for his uh spaceship so they're gonna go into space and do space sciencey stuff instead of earth sciencey stuff that's the idea there so then they decide all right okay well we we have the two of us let's add more to our uh astronaut type of team and let's go back to mrs storm's uh boarding house and let's talk to sue and johnny so they Apparently they're actually really good friends and they go back and they convince them that, Hey, we should go. And so at this point in time now, again, it's been like 10 years. And, uh, so, you know, Sue and Johnny have grown up. Now I looked at the ages for the differences between the care, the, uh, the actors and the actress Mm -hmm. as far as this. And so they, they, at least when they chose an adult, they chose someone that was a bit more, uh, closer to age. And so I didn't write down the numbers. Um, and by that, I mean I actually did write the numbers because I just found my notes. So the actor who okay. plays Reed Richards is 35. The actress who plays Sue is 33. And, and this is one of those times where I remind myself that I'm horrible at being able to tell how old someone is. Mm-hmm. Both of these people are older than me, and I had no idea. Oh, but wow. Reed Richards looks like he's in his mid-40s, and you, he's got, like, the white hair on his sides and everything. Well, and it's, uh, I mean, that's how he
0: looks in the comments.
1: Yeah, it, exactly. Like they were going for that in the movie, but you know, I see that and I just assume, oh no, the dude's in like his late forties, early fifties. But no, apparently the actor is in his thirty fives, or is is thirty five.
0: Is is thirty fives? Yeah, okay. he's, he's, <laughs> he's three hundred between three hundred fifty and three hundred fifty nine years old.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so anyway, now we have what we are called, or what we are told, are the Fantastic Four. Sorry, I missed the spot. Mrs. Storm, um, as the four of them are leaving the house, calls them the Fantastic Four. So now fantastic. we have the name. Exactly, exactly. So they because they've all agreed that they're going to go into space and do the space experiment. So the very next scene of this movie, now we we, we have to move on to, to something a little bit different. Uh-huh. We see the outside of a building, which I am going to assume is the Baxter Building. It's the famous building that the Fantastic Four used, but we never actually get the name of this building. So for the rest of this, I'm going to call it the Baxter Building. So outside of the
0: Baxter Building... 15 minutes left.
1: Oh, crap. We see (laughs) a set of security guards. You know, like this type of security guards who you see like taking money from a bank or to a bank or something like that? We see them. Okay, yes. mm -hmm, Yeah, with a briefcase. Exactly, like Brinks. Yep. So we see them with a single briefcase. And outside of there, we see a sewer open up. And we see this weird gremlin looking dude talking about being able to find a diamond. He can find a diamond. He can always sniff a diamond. Is he gremlin sized? No, he's normal human size. I mean, a little bit shorter. I'd say he's like four foot ten. Okay. But like, yeah, he, he's he's shorter for a human, but like not what I would assume is a human size, maybe what other people would assume is a human size. But yeah. Fair. All right. So that's it for that. We'll I'll I'll come back to this gremlin looking dude. But uh we'll we'll leave him there. Now inside of the B- building, we see the uh we, we see Reed Richards receiving said briefcase from those security guards. So he signs a paper. He gets it. He's like, cool, let's go upstairs to our area and use whatever's inside of this briefcase. Now, before they can actually get onto any of those stairs, Ben Grimm just knocks over this blind lady who's (laughs) minding her own business. Is he Rocky yet?
0: They don't have the powers yet, do they?
1: No no okay. no they don't no one has their powers and I have no idea how I'm going to even get to that with the amount of time that we have left. <laughs> so he knocks over this blind lady who has a statue and breaks the statue. Now we find out that this statue is something that she created with her own hands in her own time and is so sad that it's broken. And <laughs> he just basically ruined this woman's life as far as I can tell from this movie. But immediately they're attracted to each other. Ooh. And then she runs off, and that's about it. So that's that. That's it for this, this blind lady. <clears throat> so a little bit of time goes on, and we find out that inside of that briefcase that Reed Richards had was some sort of weird, cool, kick-ass diamond thing. And they're going to use this diamond as part of their experiment involving Colossus. So whenever that happens, they're going to need it. And it's very, very important, because this is kind of that missing link between this experiment and that last experiment ten years ago when Reed Richards and Victor used the the Colossus experiment. And you know, that's that's the point where Victor died. He he's dead at this point. He's he's gone. Oh no, bye-bye, Victor.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bill.
1: <laughs> so, later that night, this gremlin dude that we were talking about kinda kinda shows up. He breaks into this building that I'm referring to as the Baxter building. And he sees essentially, you know, like those laser security systems that, Mm -hmm. that we see in, well, everything literally Um, he, he can see that, I guess they, they never explain this. And so he is stepping over and through all the little um, security or all the little lines that those lasers are making and so he is able to actually steal that diamond, that gigantic, cool, glowing diamond that they need. Now, during this time, some evil villain guy. Wait, what Mr. do they need the diamond for? Did I miss it? Or do we not know? Um sorry, I, I guess I didn't explain that that well. Um, this gremlin <laughs> guy just uh-huh. wants diamonds. That's it. That's, Nothing okay. else. Yeah, Full motivation. He, he, Fair. Yeah. Um, I skipped over a line that he said he can smell diamonds. Mm-hmm. You might not have
0: skipped over it. I might just be not sober (laughs) enough to (laughs) follow it all. Continue. That's fair.
1: That is fair. So he can smell diamonds, and he smelled it in this room. So he goes and he steals it. Now, during this time, um, the evil villain Doom and his lackeys, who are in some sort of van outside of the Baxter building, are watching the security camera and are like, whoa, 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 what's this guy doing? Why is he stealing that diamond? Oh, no, he's stealing a diamond and replaced it with a fake. That's cool. I can work with that. I'm Doom. I'm good with
0: this.
1: (laughs) Basically, what we've, yeah, basically at this point, Doom is like, yeah, what's going to happen is that Reed and those other three fools are going to go into space, and they're not going to have the diamond that they want, and they're going to die yeah and he's like oh yeah sitting in his throne room and all that and he's happy about this so he's good Mm -hmm. doom is doom is having a good night it's probably like a tuesday which is like even better for him because he's having a good tuesday no one has good tuesdays
0: 10 minutes (laughs) so
1: (laughs) after this The Uh, Sorry, I I forgot to mention, during this time, the Doom pulls up the data on this gremlin-looking dude, and we find out that his name is called the Jeweler. Now, when I look this up, the Jeweler is not a character in the Marvel Universe. They made up a character called the Jeweler specifically for this movie. Um, The Jeweler is very reminiscent of Mole Man within the Marvel Comics. However, he is not Mole Man. He is the Jeweler. And that's it.
0: Or possibly the Underminer. But anyway, we've already talked about Incredibles.
1: Possibly, yeah. <laughs> so after stealing the diamond, the jeweler's like, yeah, I'm feeling good. So he uh, he decides to go after that blind lady. Remember this blind lady that Ben Grimm yeah, like, yeah. fell madly in love with immediately? The jeweler's like, she is looking good. I really like her, but I got to go home. The night thickens. Uh, to quote him specifically. Oh, okay,
0: I'm like, wow. Yep. Okay, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, and specifically, he looks at his watch because an alarm went off when the night thickened. So he decides to to go home. So, um yeah, and that's it for for that. So let's go on to what I assume can only be the next day. I don't know, maybe a month later, but I'm assuming the next day. And the Fantastic Four. This is when they have their shuttle launch and they go into space. Now, Tony, do you remember when you were a child and you saw buttons on things and you decided to press buttons?
0: Fuck, I I do that in today, much okay. like a child.
1: All right. That is exactly what this scene looked like when they were like, oh, let's press buttons to go into space. We look <laughs> like children. Button, button, button. <laughs> so they're they're going into space. And and they they go up there and they do their experiment. And because they don't have the proper diamond, their shuttle blows up. Now, I want to be very, very explicit what? about this. <laughs> it like super blows up. There is no way anyone lives through this. It is gone. We see an explosion. Done. Everyone is dead. Now, in the next <laughs> scene, we see Reed Richards lying there wondering what's going on. We see mm-hmm. ben, ben Grimm shouting, B- Reed, Reed, et cetera, et cetera. He might have been shouting Richards. I don't remember one or the other. Either way, we see Ben Grimm find everyone. Um, Reed Richards is like, what the hell? I don't feel any pain. What's going on? Same thing with Johnny. Johnny Storm doesn't feel any pain and, and Ben Grimm. And they they do find Sue Storm, who is invisible. So she's the first person who shows any How sort of do powers. they find her? She was talking. Okay. Yeah, so she found them and then she started talking, like, hey guys, what's going on? Blah blah blah. And they're like, oh god, a ghost. Oh no, it's Sue. <laughs> it's cool. We're good. <clears throat> and then they all just kind of talk a little bit and go down to go to sleep. Now at some point in time we see like a newspaper headline that says, quote, Reed Richards and crew presumed dead. Which brings a couple of questions to my mind. One, the world knows about this experiment. Two, the world knows about Reed Richards. And three, they're important enough to all be dead.
0: So, in the next thing. To be fair, you mm -hmm. don't have to be famous to be dead. You just die an anonymous death. That's true. But the fact that the the world knows. A headline?
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. As far as a headline goes for the newspaper, okay. All right. All right. So. Uh, some some things go by, and I'm going to skip over a few things for timing, but basically the Fantastic Four, as far as we can see here, in the middle of the night, they are rescued by what we can see is the U.S. military. And we know this because they have Jeeps with United States flags. Okay. And so, so they're found in what is essentially probably the middle of the desert, because, you know, the, the Fantastic Four, they don't know where they are, they don't have any technology, etc., all this stuff. And so they go to some sort of um room, you know, a testing room, right? Something happened, radiation, etc. And this is when they're all kind of learning their powers. You know, Ree Richard's got stretching power. Um, Johnny Storm has his fire, Sue has her invisible powers, and uh Ben Grimm has his um well, he's he's uh he's got his rock powers. Um now this is the 90s. He's really so good I... at
0: guitar? Like he can rock? Is that what he's like? No, no. What I'm
1: saying is that because this is the 90s and his entire body is covered in rock, he also has his rock nipples. Oh, good. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Batman, yeah, I, I, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah, have five
0: minutes left. Oh, shit.
1: Okay, <laughs> <clears throat> so some time goes by and i got to jump through this. Um, so let's move on to Doom. Doom uh, is realizing that, okay, these people have powers and they've been uh, doing stuff with Colossus. And so I need to steal their powers from the Fantastic Four and take them to give to myself. So what he decides to do is he needs that actual diamond that the jeweler previously stole. So he sends his goons to the jeweler. Now they hor- fail horribly. So then later, uh, Doom was like, all right, I'm just going to go there and I'm going to do my Doom stuff and I'm going to take that diamond. Now, before that happens... Uh, the Fantastic Four um, are like, wait a minute! We've been taken here into this random place. We want to escape. No more of this sitting in some sort of science room with doctors coming into us with needles. We're just going to leave now. When they leave, they find some guards with guns and like, no, 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 get rid of this. And then Doom finds them and like, hey, you can't leave Latveria. And they're like, Latveria, what? Where, where? I thought we were in the US. Twist. We saw flags. Yeah. Ah. So then they, you know, fight some guards because, you know, they know how to their, use their powers immediately. And then they leave and they, they get away from Latveria and Dr. Doom. Well, Doom, I guess, as they call it. They don't know he has his PhD in whatever he has his PhD <laughs> in. Of evilness. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, when they get back to what I assume is the Baxter, Baxter building, Reed starts looking at their blood. And Ben Grimm is like pissed because you know he's all rock body, and he's like, I no, I'm I'm done. I'm angry. This is not good. And that's true. He got like the short end of the stick. This dude is screwed. So he leaves. Now, when he leaves, he starts walking around the city. Like four hours later, this dude is sleeping on the street. When, you know, his first night on the street, he has no idea what's going on. And he finds the jewelers' goons. Like they actually kind of find him. It's sort of that one of those like. He finds them. They find him. They start talking. So he ends up joining the jeweler and, and, and like their, their area. And and the jeweler is like, Whoa, cool. I like you. This is, this could work out great for both of us. Now, in the meantime, before Ben Grimm like joins them, um, I missed the spot where the jeweler because I, I had mentioned that the jeweler likes that blind lady like he has a thing mm-hmm. for her he kidnapped her so I skip that for I timing purposes but basically the the jeweler really likes her and he sent his goons over to uh, kidnap uh, this lady that Ben Grimm is super into and etc So anyway, now that we've kind of all caught up on things, Doom shows up, and he's like, hey, jeweler, I really like this lady. Um, And by really like this lady, what I really meant to say was the correct thing that Al was too stupid to say of, hey, jeweler, I really want that diamond. And the jeweler was like, no, that diamond is, is promised to my betrothed, the blind lady. And then Ben Grimm shows up, and he's like, no, I love the blind lady. And then the blind lady's like, no, Ben Grimm, I really love you. And then Ben Grimm is like, Oh, I like you too. Only now that because our we've said our love to each other, I lose my rock powers and I look like a human. So his powers go away and he runs off as a human. And he loses his, his rock powers for like 30 seconds. And he gets outside of that building and he regains his rock powers. So he's like, oh no, I must save this blind lady. So he runs back to the Fantastic Four and tells them about all of this stuff. I assume he only probably told exactly what i told you maybe in more detail one minute because because what happens (laughs) is they all get into this floating um car thing i forget they have an actual name for it in the comics but anyway they fly to latveria to save the blind lady also new york city i forgot to mention that dr doom said that if the team of them don't um don't uh uh submit to him within 24 hours, Dr. Doom would destroy New York City. So they all fly to Latveria, and then they fight Dr. Doom and all of his henchmen, and so I'm going to go over in a minute, but I'm going to finish off this movie by basically saying at some point, Doom sets off a laser to destroy New York Like He sets it off. He presses the button. And so we get a countdown. 30 seconds left. One. I'm not going to explain the numbers, but I'm going to start counting off. So one, Ten seconds. you get that 30-second timer. <clears throat> and then uh, Johnny Storm flies off to stop the laser. Two, Johnny Storm outruns this up. laser and shoots it into space. Johnny Storm outruns whoa, a laser whoa, whoa. Hey, and, then, <laughs> and then deflects the laser into space and the laser blows off. That's number two. Then, separately, Reed Richards confronts I Doom and fights Doom. <laughs> and, and Reed Richards punches Doom control. off of off of off of the castle castle Doom, and then Doom this is, is like, "No, you can you can never defeat me. Uh, you will grab me because you're such a nice guy." And then Doom falls to his death. And then four Reed Richards picks up the glove that, that Doom left onto that that area, and then and then when doom leaves that glove moves it's kind of like um i forgot that name thing from the adams family that you yeah know, that hand that moves yeah so four so in this one scene we get like four generic like end scene sort of things anyway that's the final fight scene the very next scene is that reed and sue get married. married over and Sue was in a wedding dress. The other three of the Fantastic Four are in their fantastic costumes. And the very last thing we see in this movie is Reed sticking his hand outside of the limo, waving to everyone. It's like that generic Gumby sort of thing <laughs> where everyone where he's like waving at everyone. So does and so he break like, the fourth hey. wall? He's like waving um, at the camera? Uh, basically, yeah. He's basically waving at the camera. And that's it. We get it. Uh, the, the movie ends, and no end credits
0: scene. And that's it. Oh, well, that breaks off two minutes past our 30-minute limit. Yay. So, setting a great any... precedent for me. Ooh, any questions, Tony? Oh, so many. Oh, so good. So many. Good.
1: All right. But I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> All right. So I think, Tony, that before we move on, we should take a quick break for bathroom and other things. All right. <laughs> okay so right. i'm back tony how are you
0: how are you doing i'm good i've decided i uh-huh. uh, see if you agree that you should edit all our special bonus episodes like this one videos of cats <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you're supposed to tell me this before i go way over all right all right Hey, I I edit 90% of them, but on the special episodes that might go over, you can edit those. I agree starting tomorrow.
1: Videos of cats. I This is edited after tomorrow. Damn it. Right, Correct. <laughs> uh,
0: I hope you keep this in, but honestly, it's your <laughs> choice. <laughs> um... I'm I'm down to do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the files. <laughs> mm. I will do that.
1: All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Um, are you ready to jump into it or no?
0: Uh, yeah. But before we start, Captain America, I just want to say, Fantastic Four sounds just as good as the original 2005 Fantastic Four movie. So, so, so Tony,
1: I I, I kind of want to bring this up. So mm-hmm. just before we sat down and record this. I was flipping through the channels and uh, there was literally nothing on the TV. Yeah. And as I get to stars, which I forget that I pay for, cause it's like five bucks more a month. I'm like, Oh, Hey stars. What's on the movie channels. Oh, Holy crap. It's the 2005 fantastic Four movie. <laughs> so that was on in the background. I was like leaving the room and I was doing stuff. So I wasn't really watching it. I, genuinely don't know what was better or worse Um, I feel like the movie that I was just talking about you kind of had to pay attention to a little bit more than the one so maybe it wasn't as efficient but if I were to rate this movie giving it um, a scale of one to five stretchy fingers I would (laughs) give it a two and I have absolutely no idea where this ranks in comparison to all of the other Fantastic Four movies
0: I like that we decided not to rate the movies, but you decided mm-hmm. to rate the movie anyway. I, I appreciate could've... that, your initiative. <laughs> oh, that's good. I
1: couldn't remember what we decided, so I decided to rate it anyway, because I felt like that's where the conversation
0: was going. <laughs> we, we decided not to, because spoiler alert, this Captain America is worse than any other Captain America movie I have seen. Well, I could have told you
1: that all of the Captain Americas that I've seen are MCU. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. Uh, okay, Tony, are you are you ready? Are you good to jump into yours? No, but I'll do it anyway. All right. So again, starting with a thirty-minute timer, your start your timer starts in three, two,
0: one, go. So Captain America originally premiered on CBS on January nineteenth, nineteen seventy-nine theatrical release only in Colombia in 1981 this is not fair you're talking way faster than i was i i, I do talk quick very quickly <laughs> also i already know <laughs> how long it took you <laughs> imdb summary a recipient of an experimental body enhancement chemicals retaliates against his would-be killers in a star as a star the star spangled superhero so we start off with uh, a very long, very long credit scene of Steve Rogers driving across the California coast, Highway 1, you know, right against the ocean. Um, this goes for a very long time, uh, showing everyone who's going to be in this movie who I will not remember any of their names except for Steve Rogers. Well, that's
1: good. I really miss California being a Florida resident now for over a year. <laughs> yeah
0: (laughs) um so he arrives at a surf shop and he's talking to his friend who's been picking up his mail apparently steve rogers has just gotten out of the marines um he's talking about how he's going that van that he was driving down the hallway with the red right white and blue stripes is how he's going to you know spend the next few years just traveling the country man being all laid back man very 1970s man and, so he's definitely um,
1: California. Like, there's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, man, or very 1970s. <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> um, he gets his mail from his surf shop buddy. He's gotten uh four telegrams from the same guy. Um, he doesn't know what he's t- what the guy's trying to contact for, and he doesn't care enough to call him to find out. Um, at least for the first three, where he got the Marine's base. Now the fourth one, he calls back and finds out this guy needs his help. Why? Well, he won't tell him. So, um, he hangs up and decides, yeah, he's going to agree to meet this guy, and he gives his, uh, buddy, who's been picking up his mail at the surf shop, um, a, a drawing, a very nice drawing of, like, a landscape, which I was like, hey, it connects to the regular comics and MCU Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers, because he's an artist. That is the last connection you will have to the MCU Steve Rogers. <laughs> oh. I was hoping for more. Okay. All right. <laughs> so he decides, he also calls back his friend who's been trying to get a hold of him, his older guy, a scientist who was a friend of his father's. And he's like, he needs his help immediately. Well, when can I come to your house? Well, I'm working late. So come at 9 p.m. So not that immediate. <laughs> um... So, he decides he's near L.A. He's heading towards Thousand Oaks, um, if you know the L.A. area. I don't. So, around I, L.A.
1: <laughs> I was born in there and lived there until I was 10. But, no. I don't know that area in any way at all.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, he drives a direction. I'm assuming south. Just because I know L.A. is in Southern California. And the road's <laughs> closed. So this big thing detours him up a mountain. But um, this uh, he, the guy who says the road's close calls somebody on his 1979 cell phone and says, we got him up there. He's on his way. So this big truck up there spills a bunch of oil on the highway. And uh, Steve Rogers... Drives on the oil and spins out of control for a good minute and a half. We watch him spinning, just like freaking out. But this is a minute and a half, so it feels really long for a movie. Oh, God. <laughs> he's spinning. No, he's, he's, like, he's spinning. Like... He can't control. Oh, he's going forward. Oh, he's going backwards. Oh, he's going sideways. Oh, he's going forward again. Oh, he's going backwards. And he falls off a cliff. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you kept saying
1: that back and forth. And I was like, oh, you're Tony's going to do this for like a full minute. But no, you didn't.
0: But it felt like it. <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> so he falls off a cliff his um his van has a motorcycle on the back of it the motorcycle flies off his van is spinning 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 down the cliff and it lands upside down steve <gasps> no that's the worst kind of down yes steve opens the door and his shirt is slightly ripped but there are no bruises or blood but he holds his neck slightly so you know he's injured. Now, Tony, this was the seventies. Is he is his
1: chest hairy or not?
0: Um, actually, it is pretty. We don't see it now, but we see it shaved later. It's pretty okay, hairless. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Twenty five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um. So after he gets in this terrible car accident where he falls down like a two hundred fifty foot cliff, the next scene is him arriving at the um. The guy who called him multiple times, uh, you know, left many telegrams. Um, He's in a different suit. He's got a a, a turtleneck. But (laughs) there's no indication he's just been in a car accident. He shows up, and the guy who's been trying to get a hold of him is a scientist. A scientist who has worked with his father. His (gasps) father was a man who created this uh, serum called Flag. FLAG, which means... I don't know if I'm going to remember this. Full Latent Ability Generator. I'm not sure if generator is the last word, but that makes sense.
1: Either way, that's the first acronym that's actually worth that you and I have remembered.
0: I'm taking (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Since since the original S.H.I.E.L.D. You are are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What FLAG does is it makes you super strong. He literally calls it the world's best steroid. But... (laughs) Um, everything, mostly rats that you see, have been given it and have died between three days and two weeks later. But Steve's dad was the original scientist on it and experimented on himself. And he lived for longer. Um, but, uh, and he used his abilities as a super crime fighter, their phrase. Now, I want to... question this really
1: quickly steve's dad or steve steve's dad steve's dad was
0: a super crime fighter okay just making yes. sure he he fought anything that was unfair and anything that the law couldn't touch <gasps> yeah. like like i i don't have an example okay got it like that stuff yeah so um this guy um their big disclaimer from this movie except for steve and one of the character Every other character is brown haired guy Or blonde lady There is no differentiation between any of the other characters <laughs> So brown haired scientist guy He says <laughs> <laughs> um, He um, Steve's dad experimented on himself So only his genes work And since Steve has the same genes He might be able to survive it And then he invites Blonde scientist, scientist lady In to convince him All seductively but Steve is still like, no, I don't want to do this. I've been in the military for too long. I just want to see the road, man. I want to live free, man. I don't want to live, wait for the weekend, man. I want every day to be the same, man. And he literally says man at the end of every sentence. And he gives this whole <laughs> long speech.
1: Oh, he says, he says man. He says man. He says
0: man, oh. and he says dude a lot.
1: <laughs> does does oh. he have a... Uh, um? I know I'm taking time away from you, but I'm sorry. Does he have one of those bandanas
0: that's like super no. tie-dye and everything? No. He okay. doesn't. No. He, he uh, actually switches his um his shirt a lot. So it's a lot of polos, <laughs> a lot of turtlenecks, and a lot of vests. He switches that a lot. Like every season he's in a different outfit. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right. He leaves, and he goes to his friend who called him earlier. It's nighttime. He goes in. His friend is named Jeff, but he's just a brown-haired guy. And he goes, he walks around the house, he opens up the door, he doesn't knock, and he says, hey, Jeff, it's me. Jeff, it's me, Steve. Hey, Jeff, it's me, Steve. He repeats it 37 times, walking around saying, Jeff, it's me, Steve. Over and over again. Eventually, he goes upstairs. (laughs) Does Jeff die eventually in the movie? He goes upstairs and finds Jeff unconscious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no, Jeff. I liked him so much for this non-blonde
0: character. Oh yeah, I say blonde, hair, uh, brown-haired uh, guys because Steve is the only person, with, only man with blonde hair, and there are only two <laughs> female characters, and they're both blonde. So, <laughs> um, uh, Jeff is almost dead. He pulls Steve close. They're in his office, and hears he says, he says, Steve, Catherine, help, and then he dies. <gasps> So no. Steve runs downstairs to call the police. As Steve is running downstairs, the door opens, and there is a mysterious, another brown-haired man. <gasps> <laughs> and he takes this a little, like, spy camera, which is actually something my dad used to have because he collects cameras, a little tiny camera. He steals the camera and leaves, which Steve had noticed earlier. 20 minutes. So Steve um, calls the police. Police arrive. Um, at, um, and we cut to an oil company, San Andreas Oil company. And we see a guy who is not brown haired and is not blonde. He's has red hair and he looks exactly like, um, he looks exactly like, um, Osborne from the PS4 fantastic or PS4 PS, uh, Spider-Man movie or super evil guy. Okay. got Super it. evil, curly red hair. Oh, so curly, I would call him Osborne. super, super evil. Okay. Yeah. I will call him Osborne for the rest of this review. <laughs> Osborne has hired the people who killed Jeff. And he's mad that they actually killed Jeff. They were supposed to get some film that wasn't in the camera. He's like pissed off and like, What idiots decided to kill Jeff? Why did you kill Jeff? So he leaves and he goes into another room where his scientist is making a neutron bomb. <laughs> Apparently, Jeff is a nuclear physicist, and you need the picture he took to finish the neutron bomb. Okay. (laughs) So we flash back to the house, and there's a brown-haired scientist guy who was in charge of the flag program who's also in charge of this Zeus program that Jeff was working on. So he's in charge of multiple programs that all happen to be connected to Steve. (laughs) Um, the him and the FBI agent are there. He asks it... Um, the FBI agent asks him to look around to see if anything is different. Steve literally looks to the left and the right and says no. So they take his word for it. <laughs> God, but, it's weird when you only can look at metal management. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve realizes that the camera that he knows earlier is gone. <gasps> hmm. Then, uh, Jeff's daughter arrives. Jeff's daughter arrives and Steve goes to tell her That her father's dead. So I don't remember his name. So blonde non-scientist girl arrives and embraces Steve. (gasps) I forgot to mention this. Steve is like literally the buffest man in the world. He is not weak Steve (laughs) Rogers like we see in MCU. (laughs) He is already the uh, biggest man in the world. So
1: I'm sorry, but really quickly as a reminder, when, what year did this movie come out? 1979. 1979. The 70s. So he's basically Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He's very American Arnold Schwarzenegger. He doesn't have accent, but he's very... He's... He's close to Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's maybe not that big. Okay, second buffest man in the world. (laughs) Okay, he looks like Arnold, doesn't have the accent. Got it. Okay, moving on. Yeah, okay. Anyway, after he uh, embraces uh, Jeff's daughter, he gets a call from a mysterious person saying meet us at this random gas station in the dark if you want to find out what really happened to your friend. So Steve takes his motorcycle which is minac- mirac- miraculously unharmed from that cliff dive. And he goes to a very 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 dark gas station. No one's there. Lights are off. Um, People arrive. Two guys arrive in the car. One of them is the guy who had killed Jeff. (gasps) Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. He killed Jeff? (laughs) He killed Jeff, remember? Because he was in the... I I don't know if I said this. He was in the closet, and he escaped when Steve was calling the police. You may have said that, but hold on. How did he (laughs) escape? I don't know, because there's no way he could have gotten down the stairs without Steve right there. (laughs) But he somehow did. Oh he somehow did. Oh god. Anyway Okay, move on. So they they say Steve goes, How how do you know what happened? And he's like, We're asking the questions, where's the film? And they literally pull a gun on him before he answers, and Steve drives away in his motorcycle. And they this is middle <laughs> pulling. Well,
1: <laughs>
0: they pull a gun on him. And he escapes on his motorcycle. Now, was he already on his motorcycle? No, he was standing next to his motorcycle. He was by the gas station pumps That in the dark.
1: Okay, but he was near the motorcycle and he was yes, gas yes, stationing. Was. Okay, okay. Yes, All right, that's fair. That's fair. It's really quick to to gas up a motorcycle. I know this from having had a motorcycle many years ago but now being too scared to drive one okay
0: that's understandable (laughs) i remember you having a motorcycle i was like seriously Mm -hmm. i'll have a motorcycle hey you wanted to buy it from me that's fair i did i did (laughs) that would have been just as stupid to me (laughs) anyway moving on 15 minutes 15 he videos of cats he drives (laughs) off the car drives him. It's pitch black. Literally, the screen is headlights, headlight, or different angle, taillights, taillights. If Steve turned <laughs> off his car, his motorcycle, they would not know where he is. But he's too stupid <gasps> to do that. A it's random like a noir tru- film. Exactly. A random truck, not involved in the story, drives down a hill four-wheeling it, not even on a road. Steers Steve off another cliff. Steve falls <laughs> off a cliff again. He, full wide shot, he is ragdolling down the mountain because it's obviously a doll. And the motorcycle <laughs> explodes. <gasps> it explodes. It oh, explodes? Oh no! Steve decides, um, Steve's apparently dead. They bring him to the operating room. He is slowly dying. You've got brown-haired scientist guy and blonde scientist girl operating on him with a few other people he almost his um blood pressure is failing so they decide to inject him with the flag serum and suddenly literally 10 seconds after they inject him, they take a blood sample because you know it will be that quick and we Mm -hmm. find out that the uh blood sample is not being rejected by the serum and steve's heart rate like beeps like a thousand times. You should be concerned about how much his heart rate is going. But they're like, oh, thank God he's safe.
1: Oh, God, this is like a miracle trip. Can I use this on my dog? Because, like, I need to take her to a dermatologist, and I didn't know dog dermatologists <laughs> exist. And this seems like it would be great.
0: Apparently not. Okay. I don't well, know. damn. <laughs> no, because if you're not part of Steve's family, you'll die within two weeks.
1: Oh, okay. I'm glad I didn't put my dog in this. Okay, moving on.
0: Anyway, he wakes up in the hospital in the um, bed, and he's talking to a brown-haired scientist guy. Brown-haired scientist guy is like, you know what? You're healed now, but you might die in two weeks. You might die in a hundred years. We don't know. And Steve's <laughs> pissed off saying, you don't know when I'll die? And I'm here thinking in the audience, no one knows when they're going to die. Calm down, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so brown haired steve leaves or brown haired scientist leaves and five seconds later another guy walks in the same guy who chased him in the the dark um car chase with a gun
1: okay i'm 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 sorry tony to to interrupt but you've you've mentioned too many haired people what (laughs) color hair is steve rogers in this movie blonde okay moving on he's the only blonde haired man that's right, only blonde haired man. So, non blond hair random person walks into the room. Go on. Right. and he actually has black, like,
0: sleek back hair.
1: He oh, walks shit, that's in. evil.
0: Yeah, he walks in and he says, he has a gun with a silencer on it It says, it won't make a sound, but it will leave a pretty big hole. You're okay. coming with me.
1: That is the direct opposite of a silencer <laughs> weapon.
0: Like, of the two things that exist for a silencer <laughs> weapon. <laughs> exactly. So, he brings him... Him and two other bad guys bring Steve to a meat packing plant. I figure because this is right after Rocky came out. So they bring him to a meat <laughs> packing plant. They punch him a few times and Steve goes on his knees. And he actually looks like um, Chris Evans in Captain America the First Avenger. You know with his hands tied behind his back with a rope. Looking up at the bad guy. But he proceeds to snap the rope with his hands. Punches the bad guy punches the second bad guy, but he punches the second bad guy so hard that he flies into the third bad guy and (laughs) puts him off to the (laughs) side. And then he jumps on a meat hook and starts, instead of running away, he starts sliding down the meat hook and the meat hook slides around the corner behind these big slabs of meat. (laughs) So these three bad guys get up and they're looking for him. And he pushes the slabs of meat and knocks out all three bad guys (laughs) with sides of beef. (laughs) And he hooks them up on the thing. And he calls the police saying, you better come quick. These bad guys are getting some frostbite. Yeah, that's awesome. One stone, three birds. Yep. So then he decides to go to the beach. He meets Simon for a little while. Um, and he t- Simon tells him about his father when he had his abilities. He was Captain America. A name that his friends called him as a joke because he was so patriotic. <laughs> Such a joke. Okay. Yep. And then we flash to another beach scene, same beach, but now Steve is with a uh, blonde scientist girl in a bikini because it's the 1970s, and that's what happens. <laughs> um, they talk for a while. Uh, brown-haired scientist guy shows up and says, we need to go do stuff. I've got something for you. Uh, hey, blonde scientist girl, you should take the daughter of Steve's dead friend Out to lunch, even though you have never met her before. So she says, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And walks away. (laughs) And we get like 30 seconds of literally... You don't see the girl on the screen, but you watch the two guys creepily staring at her as she walks away. Saying how great a gal she is. (laughs) I'm sorry,
1: Tony, but I forgot to say 10 minutes. Videos of cats. That was like
0: 40 seconds ago. (laughs) Okay. So anyway... Um, Hair scientist guy takes him to a um, military Nine base. 9 minutes and, and 40 seconds less than 10 minutes. I realize I for, I said that wrong.
1: I'm sorry. We it to it over
0: like you did. Anyway. <laughs> okay. um, he shows him his van that got destroyed earlier. They fixed it <gasps> and now they have a sliding wooden door that opens up and there's a motorcycle on there. Yeah. The motorcycle has a shield on it. A clear obviously plastic shield. That scientist guy throws and says it's an offensive weapon and it goes, flies very far away, and then Steve catches it very softly and it doesn't hurt anybody. Is it circular or is it more it, like shield you would use in the the Roman it is, wars? It is circular. Okay. It is transparent. There's no white. So think of Captain America's shield from MCU. Okay. But everywhere there's white is transparent. But apparently it's bulletproof. Okay. I I feel like I have a little bit of trouble, but okay, I will I'll trust you on this. Okay. <clears throat> so, um Steve uh, the motorcycle is also rocket assisted. So Steve gets on the motorcycle in the van, and it shoots really quickly outside of the van. Super oh God, fast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like like it's rocket-powered, although you don't see any flames, so you just assume it's rocket powered. <laughs> oh, um, he, he drives around this wide open wilderness area. He says it's wide open. Uh, the scientist says it's wide open wilderness, but it has, like, motorcycle jumps so he can do flips and whatnot. And randomly, while he's, t- he's trying out his motorcycle, a helicopter appears and starts shooting at him. Videos of cats. Yeah. So he hits another ramp, and he actually drops his new motorcycle and hangs onto the helicopter and climbs in the helicopter, and he punches the guy who's shooting at him out of the helicopter, and he tells the other guy to land. And the guy goes, whatever you say, Mac. Literally what he says. (laughs) A second ramp. So he jumps on a ramp and jumps on another ramp. He jumps on the ramp, and he grabs the helicopter with his arm and drops his brand new motorcycle. The and helicopter, he not the helicopter pilot. The helicopter? No, he jumps on the helicopter and he climbs in the helicopter, and he <laughs> tosses the guy shooting him out of the helicopter, and he tells the helicopter pilot to land the helicopter, and he says, <laughs> "Whatever you say, Mac." <laughs> I understand. Okay. <laughs> so we cut to, a blonde Scientist girl who's gonna talk to blonde Jeff's daughter girl. But uh, Norman Osborne is there, talking <gasps> to her, and he's like, tell us where the film is. And it's like, oh, I don't know where the film is, except for maybe it's in this place where he might have hidden it. And he opens it, and he finds the film. And then the girl, uh, blonde Sides girl, shows up, and Norman Osborne takes them both hostage for reasons. <laughs> oh, no, that can't be good. Reasons. Nope. <laughs> reasons. And he decides that he's going to um, keep him hostage. Steve and Scientist Guy ca- get a call at the scientist's office from Norman Osborne saying, you didn't know this, but I kept your two girls hostage. Which they wouldn't have known where they are or even cared if he didn't call them. But he calls them anyway. <gasps> anyway? Oh no! Yeah. Yeah, and Steve, who, along with super strength, has gotten super hearing and super vision. Oh, no, five minutes. Here's in the background that uh, they're at the oil company. So he infiltrates the oil company. And right as Norman and his scientists finish Neutron Bomb, and the Neutron, they decide to put the Neutron Bomb in the truck, and Norman leaves, and Steve comes, and he does a bunch of flips and jumps and stuff and uses his shield one time, ever. (laughs) and he finds the scientist guy who finished the drama and literally grabs him by his shirt not his neck not his arm not any other part of him and kills him by holding his shirt and he collapses (laughs) right before he collapses he tells Steve where the girls are and he saves the girls and they run away (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he gets on his motorcycle and he chases the truck it's a semi cause the neutron bomb is a thousand pounds and apparently Norman Osborn's power um plan is to neutron bomb phoenix to steal money from a bank <laughs> I
1: don't know if I told you five minutes but that was a minute ago we're
0: at four you minutes you did and so we're still going so what they did right before um, Norman Osborn leaves is scientist guy strapped a um, dead man switch onto his chest. If his pulse um, stops, the neutron bomb goes off. <gasps> so they're in a semi. Norman Osborn's back. Black haired guy who tried to kill Steve is in the front driving the thing. Steve. And the scientist guy is in the helicopter. He jumps off the helicopter, which has the motorcycle in it so for some reason, even though he dropped it off the other helicopter. He jumps off. He leaves the motorcycle to crash again because he jumps on the <gasps> semi. He jumps and he bends the, you know, those smoke, those exhaust stacks like on the back of semis. Mm-hmm. He bends one, breaks one. So it sends exhaust into the back of the truck. To knock <gasps> out Norman Osborne. Wait, wait. The mm-hmm. exhaust knocks out Norman, or landing on it knocks out Orson the, the exhaust knocks out or- Norman. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. He gasses him. Norman, right before he passes out, tells the people to pe- pull over. And they pull over. Norman Osborne is dying from the gas. Oh, no. You're <laughs> see, see laughing, jumps, but that sounds bad. <laughs> Steve jumps in, completely forgets about the the guy in the front with the black hair who tried to kill him three times in this. <laughs> and he opens the thing, a bunch of smoke falls out, Norman's unconscious, he calls his scientist brown-haired doctor friend, who flies in, who tells Steve to use a balloon thing to keep him conscious, and like he disarms the bomb. Wait, and a balloon it.
1: thing? Like a con? I, I don't know, I to, know what don't know balloon describe thing it. this is. It's a
0: face... It's a face mask with, like, a balloon, and you squeeze it, like, instead of CPR, you know, where you would breathe into them, the balloon mm-hmm. breathes into them. Maybe it's 1970s technology. I
1: don't know. You yeah, know, there's, there's a recent technology, similar to like that, but it doesn't matter, less than
0: two minutes. Anyway, so they, they keep him alive, though he's unconscious, halfway to Phoenix, and that's the end he they we have one last scene of him on his motorcycle and where he reveals his new costume that looks actually similar to the Captain America comic costume uh with the stripes and stuff the end captain america <gasps> saved everybody yeah <laughs> i skipped over a lot of
1: crap <laughs> <laughs> i see you learn from my mistakes
0: exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh Alright, you have less than two minutes, so I guess you have a lot of time. Tony, anything else you really just want to mention or talk about? What else happened in this movie, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Um,
0: Captain America... The original Captain America um, was made the fun of multiple times for being so patriotic. But not in this uh, brown-haired guy's phrase. Not in a cheesy way. But in the true flag waving America way, which to me seems really like a cheesy way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Um,
0: I have no idea what to do with your last 20 seconds. Nope. I've got nothing. I'm surprised I got through this. I was like panicking at the. I was like, ah! Uh,
1: gotcha i mean it felt like a full-on story to me two one and okay alrighty. righty um <laughs> and i guess we got to the end of that um kick ass so you didn't have to go over like me um well sweet i guess i don't know you know you and i have gotten through 100 full-on episodes together um, Alicia has been through here. This has been quite a wild ride for the three of us. Um, I don't know what to say. We're looking at our uh, arc, our uh, schedule of what's about to go on for the, the rest of the MCU, of the rest of the, the entire series of a storyline. There's a lot. We're going to have a couple of hundred episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And this is... This has been interesting. This has been a lot of fun. I'm glad that you and I have decided to go into the history of the MCU before the MCU existed.
0: I've had a lot of fun. Tony, how about you? I really enjoyed it. In fact, Al, I'm bringing this up for the first time. Maybe we should do this like every 50 episodes. Just choose a random (laughs) ass movie to cover. That,
1: That sounds... Okay, I gotta be honest this sounds like a lot of fun Um, any (laughs) listeners um, if you have any recommendations please let us know send us a tweet on um, at MCU underscore rewind because that would be a lot of fun anything you prefer Um, otherwise we're going to be on the road
0: to figure something out Um, oh don't worry there are a lot of terrible comic movies we can cover (laughs) oh I know oh I know like all the rest of the Fantastic Four movies. That's right. Fantastic Four,
1: Fantastic Beasts, Blade. We don't know.
0: There's a lot Fantastic of options. Fantastic is not a
1: superhero movie. <laughs> all I know is my wife complains about number two. Moving on. Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of options out there that
0: exist. Um, I, yeah, I vote for Howard the Duck next time. I want to cover Howard the Duck because I've never seen it.
1: I don't blame you, Tony. That's on you. Feel free. No, okay. um, I'll take something, whatever shows up on the list. Um, but yeah, I'm good. We're T- Tony, we're 100 episodes on this. Do you have any preferences, anything you want to change, you want to do that you want to announce
0: worldwide that you want to do with our podcast? Um, no, I mean, I'm happy with how we're moving forward. Um, we've got a lot of Marvel to cover. When does this come out? Like five weeks from now?
1: This comes out um, late April. This comes out the same week that Season 3, Episode 1 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes out, which also happens to be the same week that Avengers
0: Infinity War comes out. That's what I was looking for. So
1: Mm -hmm. look out
0: soon for our review and recap of Avengers Infinity War. Um... So we have three episodes coming out in this week? Is that what you're saying? I don't think so, dude, because this is episode 100. I think we have to push back season one. Oh, no,
1: Ant-Man. Ant-Man comes out. You and I suck at, really, this stuff. So Ant-Man comes out in three weeks. So three weeks from now, Avengers Infinity War comes out, along with our
0: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season three, episode one comes out. Hey, So, listener, look at the calendar and figure out where we are. Because we have no idea what day we are. Uh, Should we just close this out and cut our losses?
1: I think that's a good idea. All right, everyone. Let's close that out.
0: It's been fun. Tony, close it out. Please remember to follow us on MCU underscore underscore Rewind. And please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And this is a Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Captain America 79 and Fantastic Four 94, signing off. Have a marvelous day, and please podcast responsibly. Well, good night, everybody. It sure has been great bringing you 100 episodes.
1: What the hell are they doing now? I I don't know.
0: 100 episodes!